Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Game of Thrones podcast. I am your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, and I'm joined here once again by the hero of Skyrim, the dragonborn himself, Preston Jacobs. Preston? I used to be an adventurer like you, and then I took an arrow in the knee. <laughs> it's always so cringy. Every inch is so cringy. <laughs> Well, guys, welcome back to the Game of Thrones podcast, and today we'll be taking a look at Season 7, Episode 4, The Spoils of War. As always, we're available on SoundCloud and iTunes, so consider following us on those platforms to get episodes as they are released, because I have noticed that sometimes YouTube is late on letting you guys know that we released a video, so keep that in mind, that SoundCloud and iTunes are a great way to stay up to date as well. Also, if you do watch us on iTunes, then please leave us a review. We enjoy reading those. Okay, so Preston, episode four, maybe the shortest episode we've gotten so far for this series, so this also may be the shortest podcast episode we do. And it's not just that it was a short episode, Um, it's also that because it's a lot of action, there's not really that much to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I found this with the uh, the Battle of the Bastards last year, like, yes, that's that's a, it it was, you know, something to watch, but at the same time, you can't really talk about oh gosh this scene where he was throwing a sword into him and this scene where he was you know punching somebody there's there's not much to that but i think there's there's still some there's still some stuff we can talk about here with this one but yes Mm -hmm. it was most it was most action mostly action well on a scale from one to ten what did what would you give this episode because i think you gave episode three you gave it like a what an eight uh yeah i gave episode three an eight i gave it pretty high um this one was so inconsistent. I would say that the last 15 minutes was brilliant. Um, you know, great, wonderful action. But the rest of it was kind of boring. And the hmm. Arya Brienne fight, I hated so much that we'll, I'm going to We'll knock... get to that. Because I got so much shit for that. I got so much fucking shit yeah. for that. I mean, Holy I'm going to knock this. I'm going to knock this episode down to a six. A six? Damn, yeah. a six. I know. I, I mean, and, the, and this, and that's saying the battle was incredible. It's just that the rest of the episode is just not. It's just I didn't like it at all. I will say, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let, let me just say yeah. for Dragonstone, I will say I did enjoy that Danny finally called out Tyrion for what you maybe correctly predicted Tyrion was actually doing was trying to save his siblings from Dragonfire. Yes, you know, subconsciously. Death. Yeah, yeah I, was, I mean, I was actually surprised that that prediction came true. I kind of was like, well, the logical explanation would be that Tyrion's plan is so dumb that that it's because he's he's been he's been secretly trying to save Cersei and Jaime's lives on a subconscious level, and then she calls him out on that. I was like, oh man, I guess I wasn't the only one thinking of that. The writer, the writers thought of that too. I like that she did call him out, but we're getting ahead of our stuff. Let's get to King's Landing, which I have no idea why King's Landing is here. You, you, we before we started the podcast, you were, we were discussing how uh, you poss- you possibly think that um, the actress for Cersei, Lena Headey, probably has it in her contract to be in every episode in the season. Well, I think probably the big five do. Um, so the big, you know, so the big change from uh, season six. Between up to season six and, and season seven and eight, seven, seven and eight were negotiated where the big five, and when I say the big five, I mean John, Danny, Jamie, Cersei, and Tyrion, um, negotiated contracts where they got they got a pay raise from three hundred thousand dollars an episode to one point one million an episode, mm. which is one of the reasons probably why we have fewer episodes in the season. But I imagine that part of that is that part of that is. You have, they get to be in every episode. Well, I will say this um, because I used to do videos on uh, on like a lot of a lot of the news that came out. I still do from time to time, but uh, the showrunners originally wanted there to be seventy episodes to Game of Thrones. They mm. didn't want like seventy. How much are we getting now? We're getting like. Uh, I guess we're getting. Uh... Fuck! I I'm, I'm having a, I'm having like a brain aneurysm here. We're getting seventy three. Seventy three. Originally, they wanted like. 70 episodes, but the CEO to HBO, he wanted an eighth season, so they split it in half. Okay, fine, but what are you saying that the reason, possibly the reason we have, we don't have 10 episodes, is because the Big Five had to be paid an enormous amount of money to stay on? Yes, I th- I mean, I personally think that has to be a reason. Like, why else would you, you do it except for that? 
know, mm-hmm. cut the number of episodes down, especially with some of the episodes being longer than normal, where you could have easily, you know, moved something around and made it made an eighth episode. I will say this. I will. Is that a bad thing, though? I mean, ever since we stopped using book uh, storylines, the show has kind of gone in a weird direction. Sometimes it's good, <laughs> and sometimes it's bad. So is having less episodes really a bad thing, especially when they don't have any more material to adapt? Fewer. <laughs> yeah. no i think i think more episodes is gonna be good i think more the more the better is my is my opinion that even stannis's legacy is that really <laughs> stannis's legacy is everywhere oh man uh no i'm of, i'm of the belief that uh more episodes the better even a crappy episode of Game of Thrones is entertaining, mm-hmm. um, just on the sense that it's Game of Thrones and we get to talk about it. So, I mean, no matter how ridiculous and, and how much of a dumpster fire things become, I would rather have an episode than not have an episode. Fair point. But also, for those of you who aren't uh, picking up on it, Preston is a little sick, so hopefully <laughs> you get yes. better soon. Um, so don't mind his sniffling from time to time, but I will say that I, I thought the episode was all right, even though I got skewered for that. By the way, uh, go go look at my video for episodes for my episode four review. I have such an insane, like, it's, it's, it's almost like an actual war in the comments, you know? Carmine, I completely agree with you. The episode was okay. Fuck you. It was just okay. Fuck you. Why do you even do videos on this series? You clearly hate it. So basically, if you have to review Game of Thrones, keep in mind, you must either really love it and think everything is awesome, or you must just fucking hate the shit out of it and just throw everything at the, at the screen. So I mean, I mean, this is... This is what I have for all of my reviews. All of my reviews have... No, no, have... no. You've been implemented. This has been cemented in the ground with you that you're a troll about the show, but a lovable <laughs> troll. A lovable troll. We, I don't know how lovable I am. <laughs> we all know, like, you know, about Chad Summerchild, which, by the way, for those of you who don't know, a lot of people are asking what the hell Chad Summerchild is. Uh, Preston, briefly explain what a Chad Summerchild is. I mean, a Chad Summerchild is is somebody that's just watching the show and 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 loves it because for all of the things that are, you know, quote unquote awesome, you know, you know, he's there for the tits and the dragons and he thinks everything's <laughs> awesome and every you know he likes all of his characters to be badass, you know, <laughs> his favorite character is is Jon Snow and Arya and you know, he he wants he wants Jon and Danny to to get together and and he's shipping them and and wants the dragons to kill the. To kill the you know the knights king. The knight I will, king, I will say know. this. I I always I always uh, make the whole uh, the whole the whole thing that um, the showrunners, if they could, if they were allowed to, would have Jon Snow fighting Megatron on top of the Death Star. Chad Summerchild <laughs> would absolutely love that concept. Oh yeah, he'd think he would think it's really awesome. <laughs> but I mean, Chad Chad has grown into something else. He's a little more. He's you know he kind of has this. Uh, he has a more lovable side to him now, though. So he's 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 evolved. I love it. Your latest review, you have Chad. Chad, what was that thing you said about people who go to study uh, study abroad in Europe and come back and they're all douchebags? <laughs> I mean, I'm being self-loathing. I, I did the same thing. I mean, I studied abroad in Barcelona. It was incredible. I came back a completely different person. <laughs> All right, we're getting way off track, but um, let's get into let's get into King's Landing. Now, King's Landing, there was no reason for this to be here. We were discussing this before. Maybe Cersei has it in her contract. You know, uh, Lena Headey has it in her contract to appear every episode. Fine, but we did get a hint of of a book element, the Golden yes. Company. Now, I don't want I don't want to go too much into them here because we may have people listening who have not read the books, but. Without going into too much spoilers, what can you tell us about the Golden Company and their role in the books? Uh, I mean, the Golden Company is the big surprise of of the fifth book, uh, something that no one could have expected reading the first four. And the Golden Company comes in to shake everything up in the in the fifth book. Um, but they they are a they are a sellsword company of ten thousand strong. Uh, founded by Bitter Steel, who is the arch rival of Blood Raven, who is 
the three-eyed crow, the three-eyed raven. And so there, the, the plot kind of has the symmetry in which uh, you've got on the, one, on the one hand, all the way up on the, on, the, on the ice front, you have Blood Raven. And then over in Essos on the fire front, you have this legacy of Bittersteel. And these plots are kind of all coming together. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's nice to see the, the Golden Company appear in the show, even though it's going to be com- in a very different way. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, well, you think it'll be in a very different way? I mean, I, I, I would hate it if they kept to the books and the Golden Company plays the very important part they're supposed to play in the books. I would hate it if they just randomly came out of nowhere and, oh, they're the ones who, you know, the end. I would, you know, if you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Like, I would I mean, hate suddenly that. suddenly Illyrio shows up and, and you're like, with 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 the uh, the mysterious mystery character that we're not going to mention, but everybody knows who we're talking about. Right. Um. But yeah, it would be interesting if Illyrio was connected to the Golden Company in, in the show. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's just going to be they need they need soldiers for for uh, for Cersei, and mm-hmm. and so they're gonna give they're gonna give her these soldiers, you know, to give to give her a fighting chance. So you do want the Golden Company to appear? Yeah, on the I show. think I think it's fine. I I I like I like the idea. I I'm just in the sense that you're bringing in bitter steel. And you need to have that bitter steel uh, balance to Blood Raven, but that that's not as big in the show as it is. No, in the first no. Thing. But uh, you know, I, I guess I'm just you know a snob in that sense and like it. But but the uh, but uh, yeah, it, you need you need things to give. They need the plot demands we give Cersei a shot. So the plot demands that we have things handed to Cersei to 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 even her out and to not overpower everybody else. I mean, if the if the plot demanded we give Cersei a shot, then Danny should have been, you know, stabbed in the shoulder or shot in the shoulder with one of those arrows. Did you see how she didn't? We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves, but she did not wear any armor. Was, like, what was, the hell? Which yeah. I liked. I will say I like because it shows her, uh, shows her being naive, shows her being arrogant, shows her being, you know, confident in Drogon's abilities to take all those fucking arrows and come out unscathed. I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Cause like I say, I think they're, they're evening everything out into a, into a three-way fight, a, a night King, Cersei, uh, John and Danny being, the, being kind of the, the three teams. Cause that's the teams with the teams we have currently um, are the night King, John and Danny, Euron and Cersei. And so You've got three dragons as well, and so I'm kind of predicting that the Cersei Euron team will get a dragon, um, as well. Get a dragon or take one down. I think they'll get one. I, I you know I think they'll capture one. Um, maybe I don't know. I mean that that'll be my first guess. My second guess is that they just kill one, and that and that uh, Danny is left with one. But uh, which which is Drogon yeah. the. Uh... The favorite yeah, child. Yeah. So I, I I doubt they're gonna capture one. Had we had ten episodes, I would have agreed with you completely. Uh, the the Battle of King's Landing would have been episode nine, of course, the dreaded yeah. episode, and they probably Danny would have probably been repelled, and they would have captured that dragon. Yeah. I mean that would be that would be fun, and you know especially with people like with Euron being so crazy and Kyburn just knowing whatever scientific knowledge or technological knowledge that he needs to for the plot. They could figure out they could figure out how to ride a dragon. I could see it happening. So King's Landing, I just think we both agree on this, was just there. Not much purpose to it other than setting up the Golden Company and the uh, Iron Bank's continued support. Speaking about knowing things for the plot, let's get to Winterfell. So Ari is back. Uh, you you dubbed the guards at the gate the uh, fuck off gang. Yeah, the fuck off gang, yeah. The only... <laughs> It's amazing how much time they got. It's amazing, right? <laughs> what 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 contest did they win? What 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 <laughs> do they do they own a do they own a channel? Do they own a, a YouTube channel or or are they uh, a favorite <laughs> singer of of Maisie Williams? <laughs> I never put it. I never thought of it like that. But goddamn, you you're 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 probably right. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, the director's like best friend or brother or something. But uh. No, um, yeah, I, I found, I found that, I found Winterfell a little eh for me this time around. Like, people got on my case for this. A lot of people just kept saying, you know, Arya and Sansa have always had a weird relationship in season one. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, they've both gone through a lot of things. I expected more of a hug-hug, you know, oh my god, I'm so happy to see you type reunion. And it just felt like Arya was there 
just for like five seconds because how do I say this? If it, it felt like Arya had better things to do and she was just there to see how everybody else was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was very awkward. I don't know why it was so awkward. Um, I mean, but according to the showrunners, that was the intention. Huh? Yeah. Did you see the behind the scenes? I stuff? did. I did. Um, and so it was. It was just odd, though. I mean, I found, but they do this with all of the meetings. All of the meetings end up being awkward. Like the John and Sansa was awkward, or or Brienne, Sansa, and and everybody at the wall having having lunch. They like having all of these meetings being be awkward for some reason. Um, maybe that's all they know how to write. But it seems like they would have talked about other stuff, like Rickon. Like, fucking Rickon. Like, why isn't anyone talking <laughs> about Rickon? Who cares about Rickon? <laughs> Nobody cares about Rickon. Everybody, everybody should. He just he died just a few months ago. You know, he's kind of important. He was his beloved, beloved little brother. Sent John to war. Is John the only one that cares about Rickon? Well, to be fair, Rickon didn't have that many lines, so... We only we only care about people who have a lot of lines. So, yeah, I guess so. Mm. The plot only remembers those people. But okay, so Winterfell this time around it's kind of weird for me. I got a lot of hate for that. Uh, you didn't like it as well. We both thought the whole Sansa Arya thing was eh. Like I said before, yeah, I get that they were never they never really got along in season one. But as you grow and you know go through some things, both of you do traumatic shit. You learn to set that petty shit aside and, you know, come together and be a family. And they didn't really seem all, you know, family-ish with each other. They didn't seem family-ish and they didn't, they didn't talk about the things that needed to be talked about. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, why, right. why, in your first conversation, you're not going to talk about Rickon or, or Kat or, you know, any of that, but you're going to talk about your list and, and wishing you killed Joffrey. And then you're going to talk about Cersei later on with, but here's the thing that would have made more sense. Had they established that Arya is fucking crazy now and she's lost all people skills. Had, had they, you're right. Had they be, but they're so inconsistent with Arya, you know, Mm -hmm. she's got this, she's got this like shit eating, shit eating grin on her face, like all through this, uh, this episode. Um, you know, I would have. I wish. I wish they had the her have the hot pie personality the whole time. That would make more sense <laughs> to me. Yeah. When she was with hot pie, like she's just off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then and they. I mean, they they played with it. The idea that Sansa, you know, sees Arya and, and is kind of like, "What is wrong with my sister?" But they, you know, they should have had a little more of that. That was my point exactly, but let's talk about Bran, and, uh, yeah. Bran's powers are kind of weird. It's almost as though he's watching seasons one through six backwards. He's he's just, he's become this exposition, uh, plot advancer thing. So, I mean, take take the, the Valyrian dagger. There was no reason for Littlefinger to even give that dagger to him. There's no reason for him to pull it out randomly at the tree. There's no reason for him to hand it to Arya. Well, Littlefinger probably gave him the dagger to maybe try and gain his trust. Because his Littlefinger's shady. Like, I can understand him giving the dagger, you know? Here's a gift for me to you. It's Valyrian steel. Very rare. And it was also the uh, same dagger used in your assassination. I made sure to take care of that guy for you. Or uh, I made sure to take care of your mother as best I could when she came to me. You know, it's like a memento from the past that had a lot to do with him. I understand the whole giving it to him. But at the same time, though, like, chaos is a ladder. Like, what? What the fuck was that? Like, how do his powers really work? It, he's it's, going, it's to, he's going to get whatever random information is, is important, but not enough to, to like, <laughs> change things. Because clearly, some, for some reason, Bran, like, for some reason, the powers that be decided to send Bran the chaos is a ladder speech, which is about Roz. The most important character in our entire story, and Ross the prostitute. Ross the prostitute. Ross the sex worker. The um, and she and but she did, he did not send the I don't know like Littlefinger betraying his father. Like I said, he's watching the entire series backwards. 
Like huh. like he knew about Sansa and uh, Sansa and the Sansa's wedding and the uh, battle at Hardhome. He knew about the the battle of the Fist of the First Men and about the whole chaos is a ladder. It's like he's watching Game of Thrones backwards from season six, five, four, three, two. He hasn't gotten to season one yet, which is when Littlefinger betrayed Ned. That's I mean that's some interesting that's an interesting theory. But at the same time, we know he's been to the Tower of Joy and he's seen the Bad King. So we know that he has had some things from the past. But but yeah, he should... I mean, the fact that we know that... Well, Brand... I will say this. Let me counter that. The only reason he saw the Tower of Joy was because the Three-Eyed Raven led him to it. Hmm. He didn't know to go there in the beginning, so... Might be that. Eh. Yeah, you're probably finding a logic to something that has That's no a logic. Theory. That's a shitty theory. That's a real, like I wasn't even trying with that one. That's a shit theory. You're but. making a joke, <laughs> but <you're, laughs> that he that he, he knows things more in the past, more in the you know closer to the present than further back. That's that, probably to me, true. It makes sense. Yeah. Like it, like I I really don't want, like that they did the whole chaos is a ladder thing. Him saying it back to Peter because it would make more sense that he saw things that you know hard home Sansa Ramsay wedding and the fist of the first men battle because. Those were outside. Maybe when Blood Raven gave him Bran his memories, Blood Raven was you know looking around, warging into so many you know crows and ravens and shit that you know he's scouting out important events in history, and it would make more sense that he knew those because they were outside. You know, ravens can you know sit on trees and stuff and watch. But the whole thing about it being inside, that's a bit of a stretch for me. But we already know that he got the flashback of his father in the dungeon and he saw Sansa getting raped. So he can see inside. <laughs> well, well, once again, I, I also want to argue that the reason he probably could see inside and have visions that strong where he could affect things in the past was because of that weirwood tree beyond the wall. Maybe that, that weirwood tree is more powerful and connected to the weirwood net than the other ones. It has a stronger connection. He is, he's also seen the throne room before because he saw the Mad King in the throne room. So Littlefinger being in the throne room with Varys, you know, it still makes sense. It's the same location. Yes, but he, but he saw it all beyond the wall. The, the Weirwood net, network, you could say, uh, is stronger beyond the wall. Hmm. Hmm. But we don't know. We, well, that's the thing is we also don't know what flashbacks he's received on the other side of the wall and what he has gotten from the Winterfell Weirwood. Mm. So who knows? He's just going to get what inf- whatever information he needs. So it was the exact amount of information to not, to not stop Littlefinger, to, to not out Littlefinger now, <laughs> but enough that he's going to out Littlefinger later. Mm. Um, he gets the, he gets, he conveniently gets the dagger and then he pulls it out completely randomly at the tree just so he can hand it to Arya just so she can later have badass battle with a white walker like we just we know that, that <laughs> that's the primary reason like they gave a valyrian weapon to Arya like i had made i had made this comment in in an early video like oh man they're bringing littlefinger and the dagger and bran back at the same time they're going to totally parallel the 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 assassin thing i totally overthink it <laughs> overthunk it <laughs> Like there was nothing to it. It was really just we're bringing this dagger back so that Arya can have a dagger that to kill there, a White Walker. To kill in a White eight. Walker. That was all there was to it. Oh my god! I hate how they're fucking making her Superman. And you know what? You're not wrong. They're thousand dollars. Preston's right. They're gonna have Arya kill a White Walker. And you know what? Kind of annoys me. Like John. Even though John, we we give John so much shit. It, it took a lot out of him to defeat that White Walker in season five. Like he almost didn't come out of it alive. Thank God he actually yeah. had uh, Longclaw. As for Sam killing a White Walker, that was just fucking luck. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, that was just. But Arya being, <laughs> watch the White Walker has like that ice spear and he's trying to get her. And she's moving out the way and just <laughs> j- yep. jumps up and slashes its throat. And... Oh God, it's so awful. And plus, they've given her the abilities to do it in this episode too. Like she. Let's form... talk about that. Yeah. How did she get all these abilities? Because your argument here was that she only trained to use a staff. She had Needle hidden away the entire time. How was she that good with Needle? And how was she that good with a dagger at all? She wasn't that good. The Waif was a better fighter. Like, Arya had never got to a point where she was a, a fantastic fighter. Certainly not Brienne level. She wasn't, she wasn't better than the Waif. The only reason she beat the Waif was because she was in the dark. 
and she was better in the dark than the wave because she trained in the dark but like the wave was a better fighter you know period and so you know brianne she's not on levels with brianne she doesn't know how to use these swords i don't want this to be true but this is such a stupid theory but it's starting to make sense the more and more we keep seeing Arya. Is it completely possible that maybe that's not Arya, it's actually the Waif? <laughs> I, would, I would fucking love that. I mean, that would be the best, <sighs> most incredible twist that where I would be, I would say, Ma man, I'm paying attention, Game of Thrones, I'm paying attention. Like, Arya died in that room with the Waif. I mean, why else would Jockin just let her walk off? And that she, it was a way for her to trick Jockin to get away. Mm. Where would she get? Where would she get the waif's face though to put on the? Well, what if the waif's face is not really her face? The, the one thing I, I enjoy about the House of Black and White in the books is that you know, like we don't know who anybody's face is. That that's the whole thing about them. I mean, yeah. when, when Arya starts going blind, the waif suddenly has Jockin's face. Did you remember that? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the whole thing about the whole black and white, House of Black and White Assassins, the Faceless Men, we don't really know what their true faces are. So, what if the Waif's face was actu- wasn't actually her face? Maybe it was just a face she enjoys wearing. We don't even know if it's that's, a girl No, I mean, that's that's a good point. It could be mm-hmm. anybody. The, um, the, wa- the Waif could be a mask. And she just put on the Waif, put the Waif's mask up there. Uh, I, fuck- I, mean- I fucking hate this theory, though. It's so... It's no, so I mean, dumb, but... it's 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 too awesome for the show, for the <laughs> for them to suddenly reveal that it's the waif. Oh man, it would be so incredible, It'd be so incredible. But she recognized she recognized Hot Pie though, and why would the waif? I mean, a lot of things fall apart. Like, why would the waif want to go kill the phrase, and why would the waif know who Hot Pie was? The phrase, I would argue. <laughs> Why would you want to kill Walder Frey or the Freys in general? Um, hmm. Yeah, you're right. Maybe she's trying to fulfill Arya. Maybe that would be her punishment for killing. I, that That's the big plot hole. How would she know Hot Pie once again? <laughs> it would also make more sense if... Uh, see, I would believe this theory if they reworked the Hot Pie scene like this. Oh, hi, Ari. Hmm? It's me, Hot Pie. Oh, hi, Hot Pie. Like, like yeah. had she not said his name first and he had to reintroduce himself, then that would give this theory more. Yeah, and more you'd have to cut that. You'd have to cut the Nemeria scene. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. That that makes it fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Arya taking on Brienne. That no, I don't no. care. I don't care if Arya is your favorite character person watching this. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. Brienne is a seasoned fighter. And experienced. Arya just learned this shit last year. And she didn't even finish her training. That's just stupid. <laughs> it's horrible. The whole thing was horrible. Oh. Oh. Ah, okay, so let's... Let's... Okay, the Winterfell stuff, though. Eh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's all there is to it, right? We had reunions. Well, we had... We had the, the fuck-off boys. We had the reunion... We had the awkward reunions. Uh, we had... We had Mira... Which was like poor Mira. Oh right. <laughs> so let's talk about Mira. I almost forgot about her. Uh, so it, it, what's what's up with Mira? Like it almost sounded like she wanted a reward or maybe like a high five or something. But is, could it also be that she she's in love with him? Maybe she has feelings for him. Maybe she wants him to. Because uh, I it's gonna sound so douchey. I've had women do this to me before. I'm sure you have too. Where they're like, okay, I'm gonna leave now. Bye, and they want you to stop them. Was she doing one of those things? Uh, I don't think that's how they were playing it. I think they were playing it like, my brother died for some reason. I hope you're worth it. But instead, you've kind of become this douche. Well, that's not fair for Brain. I mean, you you did swore to protect him back in Season 3. You did swear to, to go with him on this journey. Like, the responsibility of that is all on you. It's not really Bran's fault. He doesn't owe you shit. You're supposed to be sworn to him. You're, he's your liege lord. So Plus, he never really wanted to go until Jojen convinced him. So, I mean... <laughs> it, I mean, Jojen got everything he that was coming to him. <laughs> as horrible as that sounds, like Jojen was the Jojen was the one that wanted to go north of the wall, and and uh, but uh, Mira was the one that was 
always a little skeptical. So you kind of feel for you feel for Mira. <laughs> Have you noticed that we barely had gotten Brienne? You know, she was too busy. She she was too busy filming Star Wars again. Oh God! There's been no Brienne this whole season, and when they have her, she hasn't had any lines. It was except worth for that like... one line. Except for that one line where I didn't do anything, Padre. Padre <laughs> coming in. You kept your vow. No, she didn't. She didn't do anything. She what didn't did she do, do anything. God, God, they're worthless. They both. I mean, both of them need to die or something. Well, They've no. Just... To be fair, uh, Brienne did rescue Sansa last season, so. <sighs> Yeah, and the most like weird scene ever, the disappearing dog scene, yeah. <laughs> the the wish fulfillment, I'm going to get everything I want thing where where I get oh, to kill Oh, that's right. She killed yeah. Stannis. Oh, fuck her. Kill kill Stannis and rescue Brienne and make dogs disappear. Uh, yeah, it's oh god. I don't even know. Uh, they just didn't know what to do with Brienne. They didn't know what to do with, with Brienne. Ever since she got back to King's Landing. Um, I want to say, like, they didn't even follow the book plot at all, which would have been nice. Well, we don't know how that book plot plays out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't worry, I'll cut that out. I mean, you're right that the Brienne book plot requires, you know, Lady Stoneheart. But Mm -hmm. then that's just not happening. That's probably why they removed Lady Stoneheart is because George didn't know how he wanted that whole thing to play out. Right, or he didn't reveal it to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I still wonder, you know, how much he, George really told D&D. Like, he, did he just tell him a spattering of, of, of fun stuff? Or did he detail every plot to the end? Because that would have been a long conversation. No, it's what you said before, bulletin points, you know? Hmm. Danny, Danny is uh, in the Dothraki Sea. Then she's in Westeros. Then she has the dragon do this. It's like, okay, then what, what happens in the Dothraki scene between her going to... Like, they just had to fill that in themselves. So, yeah, you just get these big major plot points. And but, and it yeah. obviously doesn't sound like George's work. But, uh, alright, so Winterfell this, this time around, whatever. I mean, the whole Peter Baelish thing, to me it made sense. You're saying, eh. Brand I mean, I mean, I mean it's not the it's not the worst thing in the world, um, you know. But uh, we'll see. I mean, if he tries to butter up Arya too, I guess he'd be consistent. But we'll see. Oh, if he's that definitely happens. he's definitely gonna butter up Arya because if you remember last season, Brienne kind of like intimidates the shit out of Peter, and if Arya can fight slightly better than Brienne and possibly take her out, then and Peter constantly looking at at her at Arya, seeing her skills. Yeah. Uh, whatever. This this is a weird thing with <clears throat> with Littlefinger is we don't even really know how little in the book even how Littlefinger feels about uh, the other Stark children because he never <clears throat> he never really talks about them, um, which is which is odd considering you know he's right there with Arya and Sansa at that original um, uh, hand uh, hands tourney, and he just kind of ignores Arya and. And pays attention to Sansa because she has red hair. Mm. And then, you know, Arya's just doing other things. We also asked this question last time. Why didn't Lady Elena tell Jamie that Peter was also involved? But I, I guess if she did that, then the whole it was me would have lessened the fuck you that she wanted to dish to Cersei. Tell Cersei it was an intricate conspiracy that didn't really make sense. <laughs> What was your criticism of it? Like, I have I have this incredible plan. I'm going to get some poison, and then I'm going to give it to Dantos. I'm going to give it to a drunk to give to a young girl to give back to me, <laughs> <laughs> so I can poison somebody. <laughs> back to me. <laughs> well, once you put it like that, Kristen, it sounds really stupid. <laughs> Could she have just kept it in her pocket and just <laughs> the whole time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand if there are like metal detectors or something, and this was a gun. But no, it's like <laughs> I need some poison to give to a drunk, to give to a little girl, to give back to me before I poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I I love this show for, for how ridiculous it is. <laughs> okay, so Winterfell, I, I got to agree. Even though I got fucking shit for it, it was. Uh, 
Like, I just don't buy it. Maybe if Arya was the waif, then maybe. Okay, fine, but... I would just rather Arya be a stealthy, sneaky assassin because she's physically just not that great, but apparently she can... I think, probably, I think I'm going to say it every podcast. Like, if the show just killed Arya, I would I would just I would be back on board. I'd just be like, oh, you surprised me. <laughs> there are a lot you... of Arya fans. There really are. Oh, that's the thing. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure she's, you know, a huge fan favorite. That's why you have... That's why they have these, like, you know, fan service scene of her fighting Brienne. I'm sure if I Google, like, you know... Brienne Arya fight, uh, you know, I'm going to get some some gushing stuff. You hate you those know. reaction videos. You hate those reaction videos. Oh, I think they're the, just like, the laziest thing in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> you see, we're getting off track a little, but you see that like, the new thing is like live streaming now because, you know, the donations are, are uh, were recently put into the uh, YouTube system. Like I used to do the live streams with Phil back when it was just fun, but have yeah. you noticed how like every YouTuber now is just doing live streams during the episode? Oh, really? And they just kind of go, oh, oh. Yeah, they basically uh. just watch the episode with you, and they're like, oh, that was so cool. Like, have you seen that yet? I mean, I, I've seen I've seen it. I, I, can't, I can't bring myself to do that or watch them. <laughs> yeah, so I Googled this. So Vanity Fair, for instance, has an article entitled, Game of Thrones, the tiny detail that makes the Arya Brienne duel even more impressive. Maisie Williams brings another level of technical mastery to the crowd the crowd pleasing fight. <sighs> Plus, I mean, I also made this point in, in my video that uh, why on earth are you are you like going with live steel? Like who would who would battle a stranger with live steel? Like this, this was specifically the very first thing in a Game of Thrones, the book that showed that Joffrey was psychotic. Is that Joffrey and Rob are 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 sword fighting, you know, in the yard, and Joffrey's like, oh, why don't we use live steel? This is boring, and you know, Rob's a little kid too, so he's like, yeah, fine, and and you know the. The master at arms is like, dude, you kids are idiotic. There's no way I'm letting you fight with live steel. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. And it's the, but it's the first moment you're supposed to go, oh, something's off about Joffrey. Like the fact that Arya is doing that is just crazy. It's just crazy. Why would Ar- Why would Brienne ever allow that? And Bri- wasn't Brienne using a practice sword too, like a wood? Yeah, one? she was definitely mm. using a practice sword. No, I mean it was metal. It was blunted. But it was, it was a practice sword. All right, let's get the anyway. fuck off Winterfell, because Jesus Christ. Uh, Dragonstone. Let's go to Dragonstone. And uh, so so how the fuck were were those cave paintings so perfectly preserved? Like, did John... What was, the, what was the joke you told me? John snuck into the cave. John like, Snow was in there carving them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there, there's actually no problem with them being uh, preserved. I mean, I've been in... I've been in um, Egyptian tombs where you walk downstairs and, you know, they're perfectly preserved after 5,000 years of just, uh, you know, but then again, that's a dry, well, that's a dry environment. This, I mean, I don't know if any moss or anything would grow on the inside of uh, obsidian or something, but I don't know. It doesn't, it, I don't mind them being that, you know, perfectly preserved. So Dragonstone, we get the, uh, that, that, he puts his hand on her hand to to move the flame. Yeah, of course. That Sam and uh, Diane from Cheers sexual tension. It's building. It's building. It's all it's it's all happening. The shipping. They're gonna have sex. They're gonna have sex, and while they're having sex, the wall's gonna fall. The Ross and Rachel stuff. <laughs> I'm just I was trying to pick the cheesiest thing, like for for the show to possibly have is for them to be having sex and have the wall fall while they're having sex. <laughs> like that is like that could possibly be the worst. <laughs> uh, but the cave painting, the cave carvings. Mm. Um, now, of course, they were in the shape of the Thetas and uh, the spirals, which you know we've seen we've seen before. Um, I guess in the in the behind the episode, they did explain that the that the 
White Walkers derived these symbols from the children of the forest. We don't actually know what they mean, but they're derived for some reason. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the significance is. I mean, the Theta does appear in other George R. R. Martin stories. What, 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 do they, what do they mean in other George R. R. Martin stories? It's it's they're they're the symbol of an ecological engineering core. They're a symbol of like genetic engineers, but it's like the, they're symbol in the sense that like um, FBI is like you know the letters of the FBI. Or I'm trying to think of something else um, where a symbol actually means something. Uh, um, you know, or like Pepsi Cola, like those two, those two, that that weird yin yang, like for Pepsi Cola, like that means Pepsi. Like a theta means like ecological engineering core. Um, and so, you know, George has a story called "In the House of the Worm," where the the two factions actually revolve around these thetas. They just don't know where they came from anymore. So, like the the surface faction has a golden theta, and like the the subterranean faction has a silver theta and they're at war with each other and they don't really understand why it's, you know, they've, they've evolved into very different beings and they eventually need to start, you know, having sex and, and producing children, but, and, and make peace. But, uh, but they, uh, you know, that's the end of the story is ambiguous about whether or not they're going to get there. Do you think the show will actually explain the Thetas? Like, do you do you, do you think the show would actually? Because so far the the Night's King hasn't. None of the White Walkers have actually said any words. So do you think right. it'll actually be explained? Because the Children of the Forest, they're gone. They spoke English. Uh, Blood Raven, he's gone. The only person who could really explain it is Bran. But mm. yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. It depends if you think the ending is going to be peace or do you think the ending is going to be war. You know, do you think that the you know there's going to be a peace agreement between the White Walkers, between the White Walkers and the humans? Maybe the White you Walkers know? are just invading, uh, just invading, so they can uh, come up close to uh, someone who's the leader and uh, whisper in their ear, "Save the environment." <laughs> you re- you remember when you told me that story? I I told you that yeah yeah I don't know if I don't know if other people know the, uh, real the story. Quick, but... Real quick, go into the time you met Bill Clinton. I met Bill I I, I met Bill Clinton once, and uh, I didn't uh, you know I was in line. I was in this long line to shake his hand, and this is my graduation from college, <laughs> and uh, and I didn't know what I didn't I, I was like, what do you say to somebody? You've only got a few seconds with him. And so the only thing I could come up with to say was protect the environment, my friend. And so I get up to him and I, and I lean over and I, sh- and I say, protect the environment, my friend. And he goes, thank you. And I was like, huh, my, my, my one moment with him, with the, with the most powerful man in the world was a misunderstanding. <laughs> yes. That'll happen with the Night's King. He'll he'll invade. He'll get to King's Landing. He's ready to kill everybody. He'll just walk up to Cersei and say, "Protect the environment." And then and turn go, around. Go back. Go home. back. <laughs> so Dragonstone. Uh, some people think, by the way, that John did bend the knee. What now? Mm-hmm. When Davos says, um, "Fuck, I have to go back." To that stupid scene. But um, it's like uh, they're talking to Missandei, and, and it's like something. Uh, I think Davos corrects him and says Lord or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says King John. Yeah, he goes into the King John. No, he definitely didn't bend the knee. They wouldn't have done that off screen. You sure? Kill the Yeah, kill the blackfish off screen. Yeah. Um, take take Highgarden off screen. Yeah. John bend the knee off screen? No, not gonna happen. You sure they could? They they they've been hinting at it for a while now. Even Danny told John that same line, and she told Mance. He told no, Mance he'll, Raider. No, he's gonna he's five. gonna like he'll he'll like he'll like bend the knee before they have sex or something, and like some intimate moment, and then the wall will fall. It'll be some super cheesy crap. It's gonna be it's gonna be highly significant because he's held off for so long. Uh, yo, yo, how, how long, how, how long do you think that's, how long do you think that sex scene will go on for him and Danny? Because we all know what's coming, but how long will it be? Will it, will it have some nice inspirational music? Will they look in each, 
Is that... it'll, it'll be it'll be just as long as Miss Sandy Grey Worm. <laughs> it'll be just as long. Yeah. Uh, oh God. But okay. I mean, it's it's definitely happening. It's it'll probably be longer, <laughs> though, because because there'll be a whole bunch of conversation beforehand, mm. and then and then the sex scene, and then the wall will fall, like what you know, in a parallel structure. Oh. As her clothes fall, the wall falls too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you have it. Oh my god, that's totally it. So she'll like she'll like slip her dress off and it'll fall and then they'll like flash to like the wall falling and the and the Knights King like walking through and then it'll be like credits, you know. Oh god. Uh, so oh. lame but okay so Dragonstone we're getting off topic Dragonstone Danny correctly calls Tyrion out on his bullshit and his uh, shitty shitty battle tactics of trying to take Cashley Rock even though it's on the other side of the continent yeah so you correctly assume that you correctly assume that he was subconsciously trying to save his siblings from Dragonfire well, I mean, I, I didn't think they would have a logical explanation. That was the only logical explanation I came up with. And I guess, uh, you know, whoever wrote the script for last episode came up with it too. That he was trying to protect. He was secretly on a subconscious level trying to protect Cersei and Jaime. That's pretty cool. Like, like I'm glad that she... I, I, li- I do like that she called him out for that. It shows she's not dumb. I like I like stuff like this for Danny. That it shows, like, she's not just plain stupid. And that she can think of shit on her own. Um, but why the fuck, why the fuck did she ask for John's advice? I mean, I get they're trying to be allies, but. Yeah, and that's weird. And then John is like, yeah, I agree with Tyrion. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) 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 Oh, man. Don't worry, I'll make sure to cut all that out. But we finally get, uh. you don't have to worry. We we finally have to get, uh, we finally get John and Theon back together and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I like when Alfie, is on, Alfie Allen is on screen. I think, uh... I, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's the best actor in the show. He, um, he's, he's incredible. Uh... But he wants to get her back? Like, how does he, how does he know he's, she's not dead? Ooh. I think he just assumes that he's keeping her alive to taunt Theon. Do you think we're going to have, like, a big moment with Theon where he goes off against Euron? Yeah, he's got, like, he has to, he has to have his his redemption, because um, he never got to face Ramsay. Mm. He only had to, he only got to face, um, girlfriend, uh, what's her name? Miranda. Miranda. He only got to face Miranda, and that, that hardly counts. So he's got to face, he's got to face, a, he has to have a boss battle. It's just the way it goes. But I don't think Theon's strong enough to actually, like, like he's not a bad fighter. He fought with Rob in, in the war, but I don't think he's a good enough fighter to take down Euron. You think he'll well, actually sacrifice funny. himself for Yara? Redeem? Like, book book Theon, no no way ever, no. But, like, they've made, they've, they've made show Theon recover, right? He was pulling that, he was pulling that boat onto shore. So it looks like oh, maybe he'll... Oh, that's right. In the books, isn't he like all like skeletal kind of? And he's been really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he's completely, he's completely crippled in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, missing fingers, uh, limps like an old man. He's missing toes. He can't, he can't do much at all. But I, I guess you could argue that in the show, he's had time to recover. Yeah, at least <laughs> physically, yeah. But, but he's not a great fighter in the books. In the, in the show, he's confident. well. He's the best. He's the best art. He's the best archer of and uh, that we know. Besides, like Angai or something, you know. But he, he's he's Theon. Theon is an exceptionally good archer, which they did show us in season one for a little bit. Yes, yes, but, he does. But they didn't the, stick uh, to that. Right, they should have. Mm-hmm. They should have thrown in a few things here or there that you know. That his weapon of choice is a bow, and he's really incredible with it. In fact, they should have had him have a bow on, on during the battle on the ships, just to throw it back, you know? Just to throw it back. And maybe during the battle with the White Walkers, he could be one of the ones that takes <laughs> one of the walkers. Yeah. Because <laughs> they removed Angai. Angai is way too OP to, to stay on there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be nice, though. I mean... 
Theon, Theon with some uh, Theon with a bow and some uh, some obsidian arrows. But whatever. The, Theon, do you think Theon will actually? This this is something I've been getting. Do you think Theon will actually go down and die trying to save his sister and, in a sense, redeem himself? Uh, I mean, you're talking season eight kind of stuff. Yeah, like because I, I, I honestly can't see anything else he's doing. I know we're sticking on Theon a little too much, even though he wasn't in this episode that much. But Theon hasn't been doing a lot lately. And I, I feel like... Oh, none of the characters have been doing anything lately. Except for Jamie. Jamie's been fucking globetrotting. And Euron. Euron and Jamie have been globetrotting. Well, we'll, we'll get to Everybody that. Everybody else? Yeah. We'll get to that. But but Theon, like, <coughs> I, I just can't see him, him going past... I can't see him in the finale. I think he'll redeem himself by saving his sister, and maybe John in the process, and taking out his uncle. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely... He's de- he'll... he'll They'll make him take out Euron. <sighs> but any thoughts on uh, Dragonstone? Um, I mean, the cave stuff was weird. I don't know where they're going with it. Uh, I don't know if it's like, you know, if they're actually going to get into the fact that, or the idea that that Westeros has a, has a past that doesn't make sense and perhaps a futuristic past. Or, but, uh, yeah. but Dragonstone, you, you weren't a fan? Uh no, it, it was it was fine. It was fine. You you you, you, you got you gave you gave uh, Masande and Danny way too much shit. Uh, their little girl talk it lasted like less than ten seconds. It's just silly. <laughs> it's just silly. I mean it's I mean it's it's. I get it. They're trying. They they're seeding the romance. That's what they're doing. But at the same time, it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem right that they should be sitting around acting like little girls. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Danny. Danny's a. Danny's not a little girl. Like she fed. She feeds people to dragons. So for her to be like, you know, she's been around the block. You know, she's. You know, she knows about Dario. She knows about. She. You know, she's been with Dario. She's been with Caldrogo. Wait, wait. By the way, what the hell was that? Dario has STDs. I saw your review. What the fuck was that? Of course, Dario has STDs. He's been with. <laughs> he's been with a thousand women. Uh, maybe he was just really careful. It's it's. I mean, Dario. Dario. He's also had sex with Danny in every way possible. This is also said. Every way possible, he took her in every way that a man can take a woman. You know. So. Or, I don't know. I don't know. George's sex scenes. The way George writes his sex scenes is so awkward. I just... Uh. Oh, the pink mast? <laughs> Anyways, so uh, continue. So Dragonstone, mm, eh, you liked it, you didn't like it. I, they, were, they were trying to lighten things up on Dragonstone mm-hmm. uh, when, in fact, like everybody's been through a lot of crap. So I don't know if they would have been light. Like Somebody was commenting that, oh, you know, Davos is... Super cheery for some reason, you know. Like, should he be? He's been through a rough time. Some people but, were also commenting that Missande might leave Danny. Nah, no? too complicated. Too complicated. Too. Uh, I'd be. I'd be happy if that happened. I'd be like, that'd be interesting. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it'll it'll show be, signs of Danny's be... uh, villainous ways. Everybody thinks she's secretly hiding. That Missande would try to leave, and Danny won't won't let her. I mean, it would be interesting that it would be interesting to see the the um, see now that they've brought together the teams and the teams are in their three places. Like, it would be interesting to see a shuffle. Like, all of a sudden, like one person be be alienated on one side and go over, and another person be alienated on another side and go over. You well, know? speaking of being alienated, we're getting a little off track here, but uh, Tyrion. Let's go to the field of fire now, um, Tyrion. I don't understand why he was there, but... Uh, He's got to be in every episode. That's right. <laughs> well, no, he was raiding Dragonstone. Why does he need to be in the Field of Fire? Uh, fair enough. Um, I don't know. So he could so he could look longingly over the battle? So he could have uh, some tension in the preview. Remember the, the preview? It's like, you've got yeah. to make her listen. Uh, before before all of that, you know, we get Danny, not Danny, we get uh, Jamie Braun, Dickon, Randall Tarley, everybody's there. Apparently there was a big battle, and Dickon, which by the way, <laughs> I fucking hate his name. 
That's the worst Game of Thrones name of all time. Dickon apparently was in the battle, it was his first battle, and uh, right away his second battle is a huge fucking dragon, so he's been having a very bad week. Well, yeah, yeah. It's strange that you actually feel, for, I mean, his his days are numbered, but you actually feel, you actually have a lot of sympathy for uh, for Dickon, right? You know, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Well, there was a there was a there was a picture someone sent me on uh, Facebook. It was uh, Dickon's brothers are all Dickon, Cockon, Prickon. <laughs> you got Sam. <laughs> Prickon, Cockon, <laughs> and the pink mask. And the pink, ugh. Okay, so, so, <coughs> the field of fire stuff. Your your yeah. thoughts on the whole thing? Uh, I mean, it was a it was a pretty a pretty great. Um, uh, battle, uh, pretty interesting. That's the kind of um, shit I expect from like a Hollywood movie. Like they really went all out that yeah. battle. It was it was very it was very it was very Lord of the Rings or, or Hobbit really, um, but it it worked. It was fine. I mean, we laugh at like the little things like people surfing horses and double double wielding Erex and 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 things like that. What's but wrong no, with double was... wielding that? Well, how are you supposed to ride a horse if you're? <laughs> They're just really good at riding horses. They don't even need a hand to do it. Uh, yeah, don't even need a hand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, because aren't they already like barebacking that the horses? Like they don't have saddles, do they? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, bareback riding a horse is is hard enough. With or at least, I mean, even if they don't have stirrups, like that's hard enough. But. Uh, <laughs> If you had like no stirrups and both hands were with Eric, it would just be the that would just be chaos. But the, the whole field of fire <laughs> thing, um, yeah, she burned them to a crisp. But why, why didn't she take three dragons? I think she. Well, it's a good question. I mean, I don't think she has. She shouldn't have much control over the other two. I mean, she kind of did in her battle at Marine, but. She shouldn't really have that much control over the over the dragons. She only has control over Drogon. That's what about that'd be my guess. Hmm. Like I, I, I would argue that it's arrogance. She should probably have brought all three of them as a show of force. But at the same time, it's fine that she doesn't. If I if I was Danny, I would bring one dragon, decimate them all, leave some stragglers to run off and tell the tales of how one dragon fucked you up. And as soon as the tales spread far and wide of how. One dragon took out almost ten thousand men. Show up the next in the next battle with three dragons. I mean, the rumors the rumors are basically the battle itself. Mm. To stay to stay and take on three dragons after you heard of what one dragon could do is is fucking suicide. But I also like that she took one dragon because not only does it show that she's confident in Drogon's abilities, but because she's a little arrogant and she's a little naive about battle. She's never stepped foot on a battlefield. The whole thing in Marine doesn't count because she didn't go out there to burn those uh, ships to a crisp, did she? I don't recall. Marine? I forget if she was I think she was on the dragon that went out and... And burn the ships. Was she? I don't recall that. Yeah. But she wasn't really in a battle per se. It was more like because they only took out like one ship. She was. She was. She was yeah. more doing things in the parlay between the the three slaver guys. But she's never set foot yeah. on a, on a stone cold battlefield before. So her not wearing armor, her only taking one dragon. It just shows how naive she is. And I like that. This is this is this is what we're getting from her because it's with it's within her character. Of course, if she if she. If she can control dragons remotely, why even ride one? Right? I mean, it seems dangerous to ride one. Well, maybe she, maybe her uh, connections telepathic. Maybe her telepathic connection with Drogon has a certain radius. She should have been down with. She should have been down with uh, Tyrion, and then just send him send Drogon. The, the whole field of fire stuff. You know, Bronn coming in using the scorpion. Thoughts on that? I mean, it looked fun. It was, it was, I don't know why they brought only one scorpion. Maybe they only had one scorpion. Yeah, right? What the fuck they was ex- that? And, and why do they, they only train one person it. how to use it? Was he even trained? <laughs> <laughs> was it all just self-explanatory? He just, he just, he was just taking a crack at it? I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe these guys all can just use scorpions. 
but but don't, but wouldn't you have like guys that are specifically trained how to do this? Well, yeah. I mean, if you own scorpions, there would be special scorpion guys. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't bring that along. You know, just like you know, you've got bowmen and and whatever regular infantry. You would have you would have a you would have a scorpion dude. Yeah, but uh, hmm. The whole and, and and I saw your review. You uh you got on uh, the whole case about uh Braun coming in to save Jamie. Well, I mean, you know, it came from nowhere, but it was all kind of expected. But uh, you know, in in that Hollywood sense, mm-hmm. it's just you know we kind of lose all of the gritty realism that Game of Thrones has that had, where you know he comes out of nowhere. I mean, I I, I was gonna complain that when did he have time to 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 mount the horse, but they actually do show him looking at the horse the minute he drops to the ground, you know, long before Jamie even decides to head towards the dragon. Right. But, you know, while, while riding, we didn't see anybody near him. And then all of a sudden Bronze there. And then the question, you know, there's, is the big question of how is Jamie going to, going to survive? Um, oh yeah. Like he, Cause he's he I, I was like he could just take off his armor but I forgot he only has one hand. Oh yeah, he only has one hand. <laughs> he also like he better be in a river that's sending him downstream because if he uh if he just you know gets out and goes to the surface, well, Danny and her dragon are right there. True. Fuck. Because the whole thing is that you know John is going uh, not John that Bron is going to be coming in and uh, you know unhooking his armor and, and, and trying to get him out and, uh, to safety, but uh, can John, can Bron, I keep fucking forgetting these assholes, can Bron even do that? I mean, his whole, his golden hand will weigh him down, and it's like firmly attached to him. I didn't even think about his golden hand. Fuck. That golden hand must be, man, first of all, it's really ridiculous that his hand is gold, because that would be really heavy. No one would. No one would have a real gold hand, like maybe gold plated, but if his hand is made of like solid gold, no, that's way. Maybe too a heavy. hook. Seriously, a hook would be so efficient. Well, it'd be much more efficient than than a fake hand. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the field of fire. Your, your your overall thoughts on that? I thought it was fantastic, a very Hollywood quality ish from Game of Thrones, and I'm surprised they had enough budget from paying you know all the fucking actors. Um, I'm surprised they had enough budget to to do, you know, all that shit. You know, make make it look it was, so it awesome. Was, it was it was it was a beautiful scene. It showed the horrors of war. Um, I you know I don't I don't you know other than it being a little little Hollywoodish with with uh, Jamie and Bronn having plot armor and Danny too. Otherwise, you know, it came out great. It was it was perfectly executed. Otherwise. Do you think Jamie really should have taken out? Well, not taken her out, but like wounded the hell out of her. I would, you know, I'm I'm up for anyone being wounded and anyone dying. That's what I, you know, I'm sick of plot armor. I want somebody to have, I want either physical or emotional. I want them to have, like, you know, I want experiences to matter in this in in this in this universe. You know, and that's the problem is that none of them matter. Like, Danny can feed somebody to a dragon and it doesn't affect her emotionally. She can go into a battle and not get hit. We know she's not going to die. We know she's going to be fine physically and emotionally. Um, so you know, it's all these things seem to seem to be that way. <laughs> I I love how you're you're sitting there saying the whole uh, Danny uh, John thing. I just I can't get over how much you hate that. How <laughs> you know it's going to happen? We just do. We just know that they're going to like. Now that you've described the sex scene to me, it just seems so <laughs> like ridiculously horrible and ridiculously perfect. <laughs> Right, that he that they're gonna have like this discussion, like, you know, like I should have listened to you. I should have come north. No, I should have listened to you. I should have bent the knee. I should have bent the knee. And then they're gonna like start having sex, and she's gonna drop her dress, and then it's gonna like flash over to the wall coming down. It's just, it's just, it's so. <laughs> it's already in my head. It's gonna happen. <laughs> By the way, some people got on your case because uh, you called uh, Danny and John cousins. 
I never not, called them cousins. Not, I know their I know their fucking relationship. <laughs> I, I I mentioned that I mentioned that when we go in the past, cousin marriages were pretty mm-hmm. common, and I just kind of said that generally. Oh, okay. and people were like, that people were like. They are cousins. Like, you think I fucking don't know they're fucking, like, they're not cousins? Think I don't fucking know this family tree? Jesus fucking Christ. Dude, dude, people got on your case because I'll, I think you, uh, I think you said something a couple episodes back and like, dude, doesn't Preston read the fucking book? Yeah, he's read them like 42 times each, each page he's read 42 times. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't question him. <laughs> I, love, I love shit like that where it's like you really, got that in the comment section i got like it was like there was like two dozen of them like like danny and john are cousins yeah gotcha <laughs> oh god but <laughs> yeah i just mentioned that because yes it, cousins cousin marriages was fine as was like uncle mm-hmm. niece like marriages were fine in the past if anybody go if any of us like goes to their family tree like 200 300 years ago you're gonna find that shit but the episode itself like we, we've said this before it was fine um you gave it a that i wouldn't give it a six but the the stuff i i, I thought it was all right was you know dragonstone was fine it hasn't been bad all season dragonstone the field of fire was fantastic very hollywoodish they did you know they did certain things correctly i the one thing I would complain about the Field of Fire is that the, you don't get a, a correct placement of where everything is. Oh, yeah, sure. It was, it was just chaos, whatever. but it was supposed to be yeah. chaos because, you know, everybody's running away, trying to get away from the fire. Uh, the Dothraki trained their horses to ride right through that flaming wall, though. Did you see that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, what can you expect? But, uh, like, the stuff to me that really right. bogs it down was, like, the Winterfell stuff. Yeah, that was really slow and and useless, and the Dragonstone stuff wasn't great. You don't think so? But uh, I mean, the cave was fine, but I don't know why Jon Snow needed to talk to Miss Sandy about being a bastard. You know, I'm sure Miss Sandy has run into bastards before. They have bastards in in Slaver's Bay, um, so I don't know. It's it's. By the way, I can tell how you're losing your strength as we continue because I know how sick you are. We've been going on it for a while, so. Uh... Thank you for staying on and doing the podcast. You're a trooper. But uh, let's let's wrap this up. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Remember that we are available on SoundCloud and iTunes, so be sure to check us out there. If you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do leave us a review. We enjoy reading them. Preston, do you have any videos cooking? Anything on brand? Maybe brand part three? No, I did enough on brand. I mean, I've been working on Night's Watch mm. stuff, um, but uh, mainly the election of Jon Snow and and some other things. We're going we're gonna to get into... The uh, mutiny at Craster's Keep. And, right, right. The election of Johnson. How yeah. the Russians helped him win. Gotcha. But uh, yes, yes. We're 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 gonna get into John and and um, and Corin's journey and we're you know things like that. But that you know I might have to wait until the the Game of Thrones season is over before I get back to that because it's it's fairly labor intensive. Mm-hmm. Also, be sure to check out Preston's channel for some great Game of Thrones theory videos. I will leave a link in the description below to that. Check him out. But once again, guys, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.